This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to Our House, Joy 94.9's program about where and how we live in our diverse community. We will explore all aspects of real estate, but please seek professional advice before making financial decisions. Whether you're buying or selling, renting or sharing, upsizing, downsizing, or just thinking about where you'd like to live, this is the GLBTIQ Real Estate Show for you. My name is David Gale. And I'm Paul McClure, and tonight, sadly, we are without Russ. Do you know where he is? Yes, he's seeing the B-52s. And do you know what he's wearing? A big pink beehive. He, no, he's wearing he's a not? rock lobster outfit. Oh, he and he another mutual friend of ours, yeah. they're both going as rock lobsters <laughs> with big claws and crabs all about. Goodness me, another yeah. case of the crabs. Listen, there is one criteria for the music that we play on our house, and that is that it must have something to do with houses oh, or homes, really? and tonight's no different. Oh. Although we are taking a little bit of a... Step down as far as tempo is concerned with the songs we play tonight. Yeah. Well, we, we look forward to your questions, and if you'd like to contact us, please do by email on air at joy.org.au, by phone one three hundred joy nine four nine. I think. Yep, Gordon's still at the front desk for oh, now. Gorgeous Gordon. Gorgeous Gordon. Or by SMS 0427-JOY949. That is 0427-569-949. Yeah, shoot us a message. Certainly about uh, what we'll be talking about tonight. Yeah. On tonight's show, we're going to be talking to Brendan Condon about Victoria's most sustainable housing development. And, mm. you know, we're going to be talking about sustainable housing, yep. uh, what we can actually do ourselves, even yep. though we may not be living in the world's most sustainable housing. Yeah, but, but we can all make tips. a difference. Yeah, we've got some great tips mm. coming up. Um, of course, we'll be looking at my favourite segment, current rates in the marketplace <laughs> and some of the sales over the past weekend in our rates check segment. Oh. Um, we'll be checking in with Rosemary and her garden. Bulbs, I believe, is And, of course, we topic. will be talking to Lance from Days of Our... Lance... Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, we will. We are all on a real estate journey. Uh, we're not experts, so we get the experts in so they can share their experience and knowledge with both us and with you. The kettle's on. You're listening to Our House. Oh, Paul, one of our favourite segments, as always. It is indeed. It's rates check. Are you excited, Paul? I am. I'm excited looking at you, who is very excited. Oh, look, I've almost wept myself because there's been an announcement tell. by the Reserve Bank today. You Ooh. know what it was? What Did was you hear it? it? What was it? What was it? No, tell me. They've decided to keep the rates on hold, 1.5%. Oh. So it continues onwards. Uh, Excellent. You know, they're talking about interest rates, movements in the United States, and that's going to happen at some stage, and yeah. they will eventually flow through here. So maybe think about fixed loans. I don't know. Talk to your financial advisor about that. But 
what that means is that the rates are pretty similar this week yeah. and you're looking at home loan rates from about 3.59%. You know our friends at loans.com.au? Yes. They've got that, own occupier. Uh, Greater Bank Unlimited Home Loan also has 3.59 and State Custodians also have 3.59. These mm. are usually first-time buyers. Uh, yep. If you're buying something else, it might be another 0.2% more, just depending on what their criterion is. We're talking 80% values that you can borrow up to. So, you, okay. you know, $500,000, you'll need a $100,000 um, deposit. But you do get a great loan uh, rate. Of the best of the big four this week, yep. ANZ's Break Free Package Home Loan. Ooh, Gee, it sounds, sounds like exciting, doesn't it? It does. It sounds yeah. like you're going to break free. I want to break free. Uh, one, two. Uh, you exactly. Said yeah. uh, two-year fixed owner-occupier, 3.98. So the big four is still up just mm. below 4%. Remember when we were mm. tipping them just going downward? Yeah. They're just they're creeping just back up Hovering there. around 4 the other excitement, well, the other reason I almost wet my pants was because we have had auction results this week. Oh, tell us. Now, this week we had, uh, in the last weekend up until Sunday, we had 421 auctions held. Ooh, that's more than the last few weeks. Yeah, but what about last year on the same weekend? What was it last year? 263. That's Way ahead. Double. Almost double. Yeah. Uh, clearance rate of 79%. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty high. Last pretty year it was 75%, but that was on low stock levels. Right. Um, highlights. Do you want the highlights? Or tops the and bottoms, come on. All right. I know you love those Give it tops all. and bottoms. Okay. Top apartment sales. Elwood, yeah. 1.395. That's for the top apartment. Not huge. Hmm. So it's not the big guns out at the moment. Uh, Bentley, 1.222 million. Uh, Fitzroy. In mm. Rose Street. I didn't even realise mm. uh, there were little apartments down there. 1.21, obviously not too little. Balaclava, 1.1. And Ocean Grove, an apartment went down in Beaver Street in Ocean Grove. Oh. 1.010. So that was probably the knockout bid of $10,000. Mm. Yeah. What were but you gonna they're say? Not, I was going to say they're not ridiculous, you no. know, multi, multi million like we've had in the last couple of weeks. No, there. and it's probably not the time of the year that people are going to put their, you know, pull out the big guns and mm. put their big uh, things up for sale. Uh, in houses, and I'm yeah. just flicking through because I'm not as organised as Russell is. Oh, no. Oh, uh, they're here somewhere. Look, I'll find them at the moment. Coming right Where up. Where on earth are my houses? I don't know. They're everywhere. Anyway, there were some big sales, but, you know, once again, not that much. Um, down in the bottom end, though, yeah. uh, bargain houses. We had one in Meadowbank Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had two in Meadowbank Heights. Oh, one in Truganini yep. and one in Piercedale. Close to the city, though, the fifth bargain house was in Deer Park. $340,000. $340,000 for a three-bedroom house. And I've got a picture of it here. Mm. Doesn't that look great? It's not too bad. Well, I thought it might be a crack den, but it isn't. It, could, um, it was only because the blinds are down and they haven't done the garden. Yes. No, uh, three bedrooms, one, car, one bathroom and two car space. Now, the reason I singled this mm. one out is for $340,000, you get a three-bedroom house. Mm. Now, this was also sold. If you look in the history of it, it was sold in 2014 for $250,000. In three years, this house has gone up by $90,000. Wow. That's $30,000 a a year. Now, if that's your home and you live in it, that's tax-free. 
How are you going to earn $90,000 over three? $30,000 a year tax-free. I don't know. Um, the market trends in Deer Park, from 2008, their median house prizes, prices for three-bedroom and even all houses was around about 200000 mm. 2016, it's around about 420000 So basically the house prices in Deer Park over the space of eight years have doubled. They've doubled. That's wow. pretty good. So that is good. Two hundred to four hundred—that's twenty thousand a year on average that houses have gone up. So there are bargain suburbs out there. This place—it really could do with some work. It's a, it's a solid brick yeah, construction. Yeah. But, well, that's right. It's so, it's and a solid building with which you could work. Well, it needs a garden. It needs a tree in the garden. There's just grass. Yeah. Um. You know, you could do all sorts of things. But if it's your first home, mm. three bath, three bedrooms, one bathroom, and two car space. It's a way into the market. And, even yeah. at three hundred forty thousand, crazy, it's still a bargain. Yeah, absolutely. If you had to have your five percent deposit, you're looking at seventeen thousand dollars. Yep. So maybe don't buy the new BMW, just buy a little uh, second-hand car, and there's 17000 yep. to spare, and you can get your foot in the door. Now, in Bargain Apartments, yep. we had one in Lara for $160,000. What? Lara. $160,000. Wow. Um, Footscray, 216000 That's wow, in Eldridge that's Street, which too. I think is a busy street. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one in Truganini. Uh, 285,000, Yarra Street, South Geelong, 290,000. And the apartment that I've chosen out tonight is the fifth apartment again, $312,000. Now, it's on Burnley Street between... In in Richmond. In Richmond, between Swan and uh, Bridge Road. Bridge Road, yeah. So sort of about halfway along. There's a whole lot of new apartments going up along there. This is an old style, would you say 70s by that photo? Yep. 60s, 70s? 60s, 70s, yeah. Not exactly a most beautiful block, no, but, but at the same time, uh, $312,000, one mm. bedroom, one bathroom, one car space. So if you're looking for your first place, you know, you could buy that mm. uh, on a deposit of about uh, $15,000, $16,000. Yeah. Payments would be comparable to rent, I would say. Probably oh, would certainly so. under two thousand dollars a month. Certainly fifteen hundred dollars, I would say. Very affordable. Per month. So, um, it isn't the most beautiful place. They've redone no, the kitchen. But, uh, you know what I think about places like that is, and this might be the criminal lawyer in me, but yeah. I think if they're criminals come from there. No, pretty no. no. If they're not that pretty on the outside, people are less likely to break into them. And it's what you live in on the inside. That's important, isn't it? So you can do up your insides. You can certainly do up the bedroom. And, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, I couldn't live away from Richmond or the inner suburbs. Yeah. I can tell you, this is the inner suburbs. And I suppose if it's dark, nobody's going to see the outside when you bring a trick home. (laughs) I don't know. It's not going to be too bad. So that's your rates check without uh, Paul, unfortunately, uh, without uh, Russ Russ here tonight. Because he's he's, um, snapping his crab claws. Yeah. Um, His pincers. But that is your rates check segment for this week. You're at home with David, Russ and Paul on Our House. You are indeed at home with David and Paul and no Russ tonight. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the Cape at Cape Patterson is a 220-lot eco-community which is less than two hours southeast of Melbourne and is Victoria's most sustainable housing development. The development is in perfect harmony with the environment. There's beachfront views and modern creature comforts. But the Cape is much more than sustainable living. It offers social cohesion as well. So you're living in 
an amazing community. More than half of the Cape Project is dedicated to open space. There's walking tracks, there's bike tracks, native vegetation, parks and barbecue areas, and there's even a sports precinct for those who like sports. Tonight on Our House, we are speaking with Brendan Condon, and he's the director and brainchild of the Cape Project. Welcome, Brendan. Thanks very much for having me. So, how did you... Tell us a little bit about it first. Tell us about the Cape at Cape Patterson. Okay, so it's uh, we have a beautiful site overlooking the ocean. It's around 40 hectares, of which we're putting aside 50% as open space with yep. wetlands and habitat and so on. Uh, we have beautiful views in the west to Wilson's Prom and uh, in the east to Cape Woolamai. And it's, yeah, it's a gorgeous uh, site on the coast where you can cycle or walk straight onto surf beaches and swimming beaches. Mm. It's, a, it's got a really interesting topography, and um, uh, we purchased that site around about 12 years ago. Yeah. Right. What, uh, how did you come up with the idea for this developing this eco-community? Is it something you've done previously? I, I, look, I've done a lot of work in the housing industry doing land, big landscape projects and wetlands. So yeah. over another company, we plant millions of plants and restore wetlands on housing estates. And over the past 20 years, I've been looking at the built form that we're building on on modern housing estates. And I think the Cape is really trying to inspire and uplift and change in Victoria's housing industry. Mm. Um, A lot of older stocks in Victoria uh, are very um, energy inefficient, rating between one and three stars. And even on the new volume built estates, a lot of houses aren't meeting their badge star ratings of six stars. So actually CSIRO has done a study and found a lot of houses are coming in at four and a half stars. So the homes are not really designed to perform that well in extremes of weather, hot spells, heat waves. Um, And uh, the older stocks, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're quite leaky they get quite cold the newer stocks are performing better in the winter but they're um they don't have adequate shade structures so there's a lot of problems with um our our housing stocks which then causes uh a drop in in comfort but also higher energy costs they need a lot of energy to heat and cool Mm -hmm. them so well that's that's something i was reading about um brendan because you're talking about energy costs and um for uh, you know, places such as these that you've designed, which are 8.2% star, yeah, uh, two star energy rating, you're talking about 85% cheaper to run than an average house. So if I lived in, I don't know, I mean, there's all different styles of houses. So let's say, I don't know, a three-bedroom house, and you're talking about most of the older stock coming in at one or two or, you know, at best three-star rating. What's the difference in, like, I'm going to be spending money on heating, I'm going to have drafts, I'm going to be spending money on old lighting and all that sort of stuff. So what's the typical average house price to spend on energy every year and all that sort of stuff? In Victoria... Uh, it can be anywhere between two to three and a half thousand dollars a year, mm. and star rating uh, refers to the amount of heat, uh, the amount of energy it takes to heat and cool a house per annum. So, okay. uh, a zero star is a tent. A ten star is a, yeah. an, a, a, you know close to an esky needs no external heating. Uh, so, an eight star home uses forty percent of the energy of a six star house, and it uses around fifteen twenty percent of a one or, or two star house. So, just through good design, you drop the energy requirements right down through through passive solar performance so what sort of costs would you be looking at to run a house like that per year all right so we're uh, we're building um houses that are averaging over eight star energy efficient and yeah. not only that 
they're fitted out with state-of-the-art LED lights and new mm-hmm. ultra-efficient um, heating and cooling systems and solar hot water. Uh, so the annual energy bills for our houses are coming in around $500. So $500 for a year? $500 wow. for a year. For a three-bedroom place? Three or four-bedroom place. So we've got a big double-storey family beach house. Uh, the Alternative Technology Association, who are on our reference committee, they've modelled the um, the cost of these houses and they're, they're saying averaging around they, they should average around $500 a year. Our first street of nine homes, um, if we maintain that standard, which we are, should have an annual energy bill of around five grand for the street of nine homes, compared to $25,000 for a conventional comparable street yeah. with the same sized housing. So, so, so that this, this is practical. This isn't like, oh, you know, if you get my solar hot water service, we'll reduce your bills by blah, blah, blah. This is actually practical. You know that this is, this is savings. definitely the this savings. This is what is possible. This is what is possible mm. uh, for Victorians now if you harness really good upfront design uh, with good designers and energy efficiency experts and good builders, train up your builders. And that's what we've done with this project. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time dragging our builders all around Australia to best practice houses. Mm-hmm. We buddied them with leading sustainable architects and energy efficiency experts, and we did that capacity building. So we're at the point now where we can hand any of our clients or, or buyers to, to our builders, and that they'll, they'll draw up an eight-star house and build it. Easily. So it's actually it's a combination of good design. It's using the latest technology, which I suppose is dropping down in price anyway. Yep. So and uh, making sure that you know simple things like seals are there and all that sort of stuff, so that uh, heat and and uh, also cold is not escaping when where it shouldn't be and all that sort of stuff. So. That's correct. So first thing we did was we laid out all the home sites. So you can they've all got nice northern frontages, and you can build homes that are passive solar at least cost. Then you build these homes that have shading that block out the hot summer sun. Uh, the uh, the glazing allows in the winter sun, which comes into the living areas. It makes contact with thermal mass, like polished yeah. concrete floors. Yeah. Mm. It warms up during the day, re-releases over the night, and because it's well insulated with double glazing, that heat doesn't escape. So mm-hmm. they stay beautiful and warm in the winter. In fact, I was just watching our builders fitting out one of these houses before the energy was hooked up during the middle of winter, and they were wearing T-shirts. So thermally, these houses are performing beautifully, and then you fit them out with LED lights. There are new heat pump heating and cooling systems that run on the smell of an oily rag. Uh, we outfit them with solar. So it's a combination of all those approaches that deliver really powerful comfort levels and economics. So before you know it, you've got a living room full of uh, tradesmen and builders without their shirts on, which <laughs> probably sounds like a good idea. Well, um, the, the thing that I like about this is, is that you are teaching the builders and the other tradies how to do this. And that that knowledge is then going to be used in the future. Well, it's what I find exciting. I hadn't thought of that. I was over overhearing a conversation between two of the competing builders on site. One was saying, "Oh, you only achieved seven point nine star on, on that house. We <laughs> we got eight point three. And right. I said, "Guys, just stop for a sec. Where else would those discussions be happening around Australia exactly. right now? I mean, yeah. you know, the capacity building we've done is is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So look, um, I was reading also today in the uh, one of the um, daily newspapers about the open energy markets um, failing us as far as. Um, uh, the price of electricity and gas and all the other things, because they've all been privatised, of those prices coming down. And I think, you know, all of us know, um, probably in Victoria especially, about 10 years ago, our prices 
for energy really went up. A lot of states that are just privatising now are just starting to catch up and they're starting to see around Australia that, you know, these are the prices of energy. So uh, I suppose in a way we've all started to get used to trying to use less energy. It's a bit like with the petrol prices and things like that. We try and use less, but at the same time, if a place is designed uh, in order to achieve that already... It just means that it's even easier again. It is, David, and it's interesting. Ten years ago, doing what we were what we're doing at the Cape would have cost a lot of money. There was a, a big premium for sustainability, mm-hmm. but in the last ten years, the power of energy has doubled in Victoria. The power of gas has gone up fifty percent. Yeah. At the same time, the cost of solar panels has dropped eighty to ninety percent. The efficiency of these new systems has gone through the roof. So. Now uh, that the, the costs of um, sustainability versus conventional practice now have passed each other like ships in the night and there's yeah. a big performance gap opening up in terms of economics between the two and it's only getting better. So it's a really exciting time. So I think we're going to see a wash haven't through. It. No. You know, even just simple things like LED lighting, of course, um, people have got, oh yeah, well look, I'm not going to change those over because, you know, why should yeah. I change them? They, they seem to be working okay. But the big energy difference is huge, isn't it? Absolutely. LED lights, double glazing, the cost of solar, the cost of uh, you know all, all these operating systems uh, and it's because of massive economy scale of production in places uh, like, like China it's driven the price down and the consumer is the, the beneficiary. Now I understand that you've got uh, a functioning community garden up and running or part of it at least. The, at the Cape. That's right. The whole project is designed to, you know, we've got the philosophy of double your wealth by halving your expenditure just through mm. good design. Uh, so the houses run on, on uh, very little in the way of costs. They're energy and water efficient. And we also have a, a wonderful community garden. We're collecting rainwater from the stage one houses. It runs down into a massive big 230,000 litre water tank, which is plumbed to raised uh, water efficient wicking garden beds. Mm. It's in uh, full production and we've punched out around $10,000 of produce in the last four months. That's incredible. Uh, and it's a, it's a real centrepiece, and it, it gives the benefits of exercise, friendship. Uh, you know, brings people together, and then there's also uh, the, the nutritional element of it as well. So, yeah, yeah food, food's another part of the project. Fantastic. Well, yeah. I bring up gardens because it's that time of the night. Well, yes, we're talking with Brendan Condon from Echo Communities. Yeah. But on the topic of gardens, well, we love this song. Well, we do. And who do we love the most? Rosemary. Who is that? Well, tonight. She's, she's your mum. She's my mum. I know. Of course. Are you there, her. Rosemary? I am here. Oh, good to Lovely hear your voice, Rosemary. How are you tonight? I'm well, thanks. And yourself? Oh, look, you know, I just wish I was down checking out your garden because I know it's in full bloom and everything's going well. What did you? What were you going to tell us about tonight? Bulbs. Bulbs. Have you oh. had your hand amongst some bulbs this week? It's time you got your bulb. Yeah, see, this is because I said to David before we started the show, Mum's going to talk, Rosemary's going to talk about bulbs tonight, and he said it's too early for bulbs. Yeah. Is it too early for bulbs? You've got to put them in the fridge for six weeks. Ah, why is so that? So, what is that? Is that if I buy bulbs now, or if I've already got bulbs in, and I'm going to pull them out of the ground, or what, what am I going to do? You buy bulbs now. Yeah. And you you need to buy nice big fat ones. Yeah. And you put them in the fridge. Okay, for so six weeks. Do I put them in Tupperware or do I like what what how what do I put them in first? Well, you put them in. Yeah, Tupperware's good because it's going to have a lid on it, and you can't put them near apples or anything like that. Why can't you put them near apples? Because they produce um, different sort of. 
things and you can't have, if you have your bulbs in there, they're no good. Okay. Oh. So purchase your bulbs now because we're talking about planting in six weeks' time. So we'll be planting, I don't know, mid-March? Yeah, March, April. Right, that yeah. even seems pretty early to me because I thought you put bulbs in, you know, like June or something like that because you want them so to pop up in springtime. But have bulbs flowering in June. Okay. Yeah. And what sort of bulbs have you got in your fridge at the moment? I haven't got any in the fridge at the moment. They're going in next week. No, okay. What are you going to have in your fridge next week? Tulips. Tulips, yep. Tulips. Lots of tulips I'm going to have this year. Oh, good. Also, if you already have tulips that you've had in the ground from last year, they would have died back. So do you lift those bulbs out and then put them in the fridge? Yes, you can do that. Oh. Well, is the time to lift them out now or...? I'll lift them out now. So okay. any any bulbs, new ones or ones that you want to recycle, replant, pull them all out or put them in, or you know wrap them up, put them in the fridge. I'll pull them out, dig them out. Yeah. Sorry, dig them out. Yeah. Um. Dig, the, dig them out if you haven't already done so. Yep. You know, you you will have dug out a lot. And I've got a lot of Dutch irises too. I love oh, them. Oh, they're nice. I like them too. Yeah. Just out of interest, is this to give the bulbs a sense of it being deep, dark winter or something? Yes. Okay. Oh. Yes. So we're fooling the bulb into thinking it's deep, dark winter and then put them in the ground and then they'll sort of come flourish. up a little bit earlier and flourish. In the, we put it in the fridge to make it get really cold because we're overseas where it's cold, cold. Oh, yes. And no. then we bring out and then they start to move. Okay. Ah. So it's like a little bit of a hibernation for them. Yes. All right, well, that's great advice. Um, it's always good hearing your segment, Rosemary. Yeah, good. Thanks, thanks, Mum. We'll talk to you next week on Our House. Yep, okay. Ta-da. Right, bye. You're listening to Our House on Joy 94.9. You are listening to Our House on Joy 94.9 with David and Paul tonight. No, no Russ. Oh, Russ is at the He's B-52s. Yep. Uh, and we've, we've got our special guest, Brendan Condon, who's talking about the Cape at Cape Patterson, which is Victoria's most sustainable housing development. Well, whereabouts is the Cape? So the Cape's in South Gippsland, uh, just past Phillip Island. So it's about as far away from Melbourne as, as cows. So around about the Wonthaggy area, just past Wonthaggy? Head to Wonthaggy and then head south to the coast, right mm. between Wonthaggy and Inverloch, yes. So a great place to live if I'm working at the desal plant, but who is actually going to be living down at the Cape? Is yes. this a holiday place place, or who's going to live down there? Yeah, so look, our first uh, residents who are moving in are all permanent residents, and it's interesting, mm. the last two groups that have moved in are young people people, young families, who are attracted to a beautiful place on the coast with broadband. So they're actually e-changes, what you would call e-changes. You've heard of sea changes and tree changes. Mm. So they're looking to still work in Melbourne a couple of days a week and then retreat to an idyllic location on the coast. Mm. Um, Active retirees on fixed incomes who want to live in a house that's going to cost very little to live in and that's comfortable. Uh, Families, uh, anyone who likes good design. So it's a a really really broad group that's, that's moving in. 
So for somebody my sort of age bracket in the 20-something, no, in the 50-something <laughs> age bracket, if I was still working and um, wanted to, like, you know, a lot of jobs, of course, you don't actually have to go into the office anymore. There's flexibility so there. There is flexibility. Mm. So I could actually do that from home because, you, as you said, it's got NBN down. <laughs> I can't even get NBN in Port Melbourne, no, but you can no, have NBN either. down at the Cape. So yep. uh, somebody that doesn't have to work in an office every day because it's, you know, it's a getting towards two hours to get to the Cape. Yeah, so. designers, creatives, draftees, uh, writers, writers, creatives. Course, yeah. And we've pulled fibre optics to the house. So we've got NBN and fibre optics to the house. So very high-speed mm. broadband. We're also uh, building a conference space that will have a, a shared workspace. So it's really set up for, um, you know, for, for the e-changes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And the plans that you're uh, – Paul was saying before, you know, yeah. we were discussing this before about how the plans – uh, for these houses, because they're they're completely um, eco community houses. Yep. Um, what happens with the plans? Yeah. So look, we're we're really interested in seeing an uplift across Australia as quickly as possible mm-hmm. uh, to to you know have a more sustainable society. So the ethical investors behind the project are giving away. We're actually um, giving away uh, a number of these designs. So if you hit the website and register on the website, you can download the the working drawings, the fit out, the specs, everything. We're we're open sourcing it and and giving away that that IP. And and the, the website is liveatthecape.com.au. That's so correct. So you're just saying intellectual property, you can have it. We want you to live in more sustainable houses. Yeah, we think it's a major problem. The, 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 you know, the standard housing is really setting the community up for some problems and yep. uh, we, we want to see that uplift. So, yeah, the, 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 the backers have, have taken that step. If you have any questions regarding um, echo communities or echo housing, uh, send them in now if you like, 0427 join 949. Um, it's a fascinating topic and uh, if anybody has got a question at the moment, while we've got an expert here, this is a great time to uh, ask about um, echo housing. Uh, so these plans, in a way, now you've done this right out in uh, in the Cape mm-hmm. and that's, was it a daring area? Was it a daring sort of farm area? Yeah, so it's it's a an old um, uh, cattle farm overlooking the coast next to Cape Patterson, and it's my family beach. I've been going there since I was seven oh, years right. old, so I've got oh, okay. a real connection to that bit of. So coast. the cows don't need to be checking out the beach anymore. We, no, we may, as humans, may as well have that beautiful view. <laughs> the views were wasted on the on the cattle, I thought, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, look, it's it's it's, it's a, a really really strong site. You don't see those sort of sites coming up on the coast, and, and that's what gave us confidence to really do something unique and innovative with the sustainability. In the do you, do you think this sorry. will, sorry, become a template for maybe closer to the city housing? Yeah, well, look, we're getting um, uh, these designs downloaded. Uh, there's been thousands of downloads, mm. and what we're trying to do is uh, to say, look, we can do this in our market. The big volume builders can adopt the same techniques to drive improvement in sustainability and comfort in their market. So, you know, uh, they've, they've got massive economy of scale purchasing power, but they can still use the same techniques of mm. building the capacity in their design groups and their builders to deliver this sort of, this sort of housing. And they could actually produce 8.2 star rating or 7.9 or something that high. Well, higher than what at we've a got similar at the sort of cost. Uh, they, they would actually be at a, at a lower cost because of the, the sheer volume oh, and their yeah. purchasing yep, power. Yeah. Uh, but if they optimise their design processes, then you have uh, a less than ten thousand dollar premium to, to hit these, these sorts of standards. Yeah. So, what are we talking about? If I, if I wanted to buy a house at the Cape, my I mean, in my head, because of all these bells and whistles for want of a better term i'm thinking it's going to be an expensive project for me to buy a house yep 
So we have driven, uh, put a huge amount of effort in reducing and eliminating the premiums for sustainability and we've seen the massive plummeting in the cost of sustainability appliances and solar. Yep. Uh, so we're, we're building uh, two bedroom houses with ensuite and study uh, for around $300,000. Big family oh. homes, fully fitted out, 8.2 star, around the $400,000. So these are the houses with all these bells and whistles and, yeah. and operating systems. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's affordable. So the savings really are coming... Plus land, at, sorry. So sorry. Land, yeah. So land on, on, on top of that. So right. house and land uh, under five hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yep. So okay. the savings are coming at, at both ends, really. So at the at the at the front end when you're purchasing the property. Yep. And then because of all the bells and whistles, you, yep. you're saving in the long run. You're saving on energy. And then resale value. So, yep. you know, in 10 years' time, when this house is still costing uh, a pittance to run, compared to a house that is, has a, a diverging or an increasing uh, uh, energy cost, then that's going to be valued in the market. So these wow. sustainability things will drive a premium in resale. Fantastic. Well, we're going to be back uh, talking to Brendan in a moment. We've just got some announcements to go do first. <laughs> Or something uh, during midsummer called Gaze of Our like Lives. Sam's but this is different. This is, is, yeah, this is so different. Are the days is. of our lives. It is. Gaze of Our Lands. Welcome back, Lance. How are you this week? I'm good, thanks, David. How are you? Ah, oh, look, you know, great. There's plenty more room in the studio this week. Russ isn't unfortunately here. He's at the no. B-52's concert, oh. snapping his claws. Claws. Pincers. Yeah. Oh, someone's got to do it. Well, yeah, that's I know, right. I know. Hey, what's been happening in Days of Our Lance this week? Well, um, I've been getting a few more boxes packed up and sorting out a few things. Uh, I thought you forgot to mention uh, our lovely Alice Joy mentioned having a look around the Preston area too, which I ah. haven't done yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a very popular area. Yeah, it could be LGBTIQ area too, apparently. Um, yep. And weren't you going to look at something in South Bank this week? I was. Uh, an estate agent was going to contact me to have a look at one yesterday, but I never heard from him. So um, that's I don't really know weird. What happened? That's weird. Area that's weird for a real estate agent because uh, normally they bug you multiple times a day. Sorry, what was that? I didn't catch you, Dave. I said, uh, I said that is weird that they didn't contact you because real estate agents normally, once they've got your number, they'll call you three or four times a day. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, tell us, Lance. Sorry, have you got anything unusual that you, you're looking at getting rid of? Yes, I'm trying to find out information on how to, what actually what a V12 engine is worth that I have. It's, uh, it's 100 Ooh. years old and very rare. And uh, it's something I've got to sort of investigate a bit further before I rush into it, I think, because it may be worth nothing and may be worth quite a bit. Well, I don't think you want to move with a V12. I think it's probably time to leave that somewhere else. But uh, it's an unusual item. How on earth did you end up with a 100-year-old V12? No, it was passed down through the family. It was um, my, my grandfather was very into old cars. Mm. And he had a number of old cars and that. So uh, this was one that was in a, a car called an HAL. And uh, it's something I've got to get rid of before mm. I go. Well, you know, tonight we're talking about eco communities and housing that's sustainable. So when you're looking at places, you know, maybe even just 
check out that, you know, they're well sealed and that they have, uh, you know, good economic, echo sort of credentials when you're looking at a place because it means your running costs will be lower. That's right, and helping the environment as well. Yeah, well, that's true. And that's that's a great uh, thought, that we are helping the environment. Great talking to you again this week, Lance, and we will find out what's going on again. Next Thank time we chat. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. Hi. Come on into our house on Joy 94.9. You're on our house, Joy yes, 94.9. <laughs> David and Paul. And no Russ this week. But we've got Brendan here. But we've got Brendan, and he's talking to us about the Cape at Cape Patterson, which is Victoria's, uh, what was I saying, most sustainable housing development. Now, look, I want some tips on making my place more... We don't Echo have a friendly, fancy but, house But before at the Cape we do, before we yet. do that, um, mm. we were talking in the break. What is the reaction of the power companies to your new sustainable development down at the Cape? Look, it's been really interesting. Um, power companies usually in a development will pay for the power infrastructure. Uh, but with us, uh, they looked at our housing designs and, and construction and basically said to us, look, we're never going to get that investment back. Normally, housing estates are up here, yeah. but we're going to be earning you know, a much, much diminished uh, return. So uh, we actually had to pay for all of our power, power infrastructure. So we own that. Right. Um, and it was, wow. we took that as a backhanded compliment. I think it was the first time that that had happened in Victoria. So it was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, you know you're onto a good thing when they're, when they're worrying about you know, what their return is going to be. That's right. Yep. And also, you know, a lot of people are putting um, electricity back into the grid. Maybe they're making yeah. excess amounts. But it's funny because we've received um, an SMS from Brad, I think it is, and yep. it says, so the sustainable house designs you were talking about, do you know if they meet any particular BAL rating also? What's a BAL rating? Bushfire attack level rating. Uh, yeah. Yeah, look, they're at the basic uh, the basic level. We're, we're not in a bushfire um, um, zone, you know, uh, a high-risk bushfire zone because our site is totally cleared and we're set back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're at that at that uh, that basic level. Yep. Okay, because okay, Brad's looking at b- building on a bush block, but, uh, you know, I suppose you'd get somebody to consult or... Well, the thing is now he can, he can download the uh, the plans and take it to someone and say oh, I want a house like this. Oh, where do we go to for those plans again? We go to live at the cape. Live at the cape dot com dot au. Okay, and then you can register and then check out all the plans, check which is amazing. The plans, check out um, the cape. Yeah, Paul, did you have yeah. a question about tips? I did. So, as a non-cape house owner at the moment, you're very quickly selling me on the idea. Um, What are some practical tips that I can employ around the house? What's your top tip for for being more sustainable? Well, if you're trying to retrofit at least cost a house that's not performing that well and that that has a lot of energy use, well, you you really want to stop uh, the way that the house is exchanging heat um, or temperature with the environment. So the, yep. the really basic thing is insulation and draft sealing. That That is the biggest payback that you can do in, in most homes. Okay, so that's the top thing. Make you know, sure that... It's funny you should mention that yeah. because, I, you know, I live in a reasonably new apartment. It's yep. only about three or four years old and it is very well sealed. So I don't get drafts. The only place, front door. So I've got a sausage ah, at the front door. Yeah. And that's the only spot. It's only a very small gap. But I notice it in winter and you can feel it coming in on the ground. I just use a sausage. You know how much that sausage cost me? Two dollars. Two dollars. Oh. 
You know, you can get thermal imaging uh, apps on your phone now where you can hold them up to the walls and actually see where the gaps are with the insulation. Wow. So it's becoming very, very, you know, very easy to get that, that sort of technology. Well, you know, even if you don't have that, there is a sausage that you can use. I think Russ might have sent us a message. Oh, we just got no. <laughs> another text. Greetings to our house uh, from Margaret Court Arena. The B-52s are rocking down the house. Lobsters everywhere. I don't know what that uh, next bit means. I think it's meant means. to be Love Shacks next Love to us. Love Shacks next to us. Fred Schneider, amazing. Woohoo. All I'm right. guessing that's Russ, but anyway, let's get okay. back to the topic. So in the top tips, we're talking about yep. reducing draft and sealing uh, and, uh, of course, insulation. What else would you put in tips if we want to make sure that our place is more eco-friendly and we're going to save money on, and use less energy? Okay, so insulation and draft sealing, the, the the lowest hanging fruit. Then LED lights, so you know they've come down enormously in, in price. Mm. So, so outfit your, light, your, your place with LED lights. Um, Efficient tapware, so you're not uh, losing hot water. You're not using okay. too much hot water. That's also energy down the drain. Yep. Once you've done those things, uh, solar panels are still cost-effective with a 10 to 15% return on investment per annum. Uh, and The uptake of solar panels has been huge in Australia. Yeah. Over a million households nationally now. Wow. And uh, solar's still got a lot of weight. You know, it's affordable and it's economic now. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and it keeps on. Uh, the, the panels keep on coming down in price because... It's only going to so, get better. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Once you've done those things, then you can look at your heating, heating and cooling systems. And we have new heat pump heating and cooling systems, ultra-efficient, the Dakin 7 star splits in the sand and heat pumps for hot water and they run on the smell of an oily rag without the oil and once you do those sort of things you can turn a house that's not that efficient to a house that's going to cost less than a thousand dollars a year in energy bills uh with a you know a 10 to 20 percent return on investment so better than the stock market right so if you do have an older place um these are some of the great things that you can do or if you're an apartment dweller in the inner city and you know maybe it wasn't built in the last couple of years or something Mm. or other there are practical solutions and you should look at those um but also, you know, you, you will see that um, those sorts of features are going to be used more and more, but at the same time, they're supposedly being used, but not all developments include those sorts of things. Mm. No, they don't. So, you know, we, we, we need to see a lift in, uh, an uplift in standards in the development industry to protect people's comfort levels and their hip pockets, um, and, and also to protect people from more extremes of weather, the big heat waves that are becoming more and more uh, common around Australia. Yeah. So, and it's not hard to do, and it, and it, and it, it pays to do it. Yeah, well, you know, you you were talking about, um, you know, a lot of the efficiency in uh, some of the new homes are designed. They certainly get through the winter and they are getting a little bit warmer. So it means that, you know, maybe you're using a little less uh, heating. But in the big volume suburbs where they're building lots and lots of these places, they're not actually... Uh, that cool in summer. And that's Not performing that well concern. in summer. A lot of them don't have great shade structures, uh, so they're, they're, they're trapping heat uh, and require a lot of energy to cool. And it can be a problem if the grid goes down. You know, they really heat up quickly. Uh, so, um, yeah, look, it, it's time the industry really uh, lifted its, uh, its standards, and that's why you know, we're open sourcing and, and really showing this project as a demonstration project. Where do you think it's heading? Where do you think sustainability is heading in the future? I mean, it's come a long way. Obviously, from what you've been talking about, and it's certainly coming down But at down the moment, you're talking about nine houses down yeah. at the Cape. That's right. Uh, but um, uh, we're seeing massive uptake. Look, the, the, you know, 
we're going to see a wash through of sustainability mm. through our society in the next 10 years. It's like what happened with iPhones. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're at the point where in five years' time it'll cost us uh, the same to build a long-range electric vehicle that you can run off sunlight mm. um, than it will to, to buy a, a, an internal combustion engine car, and it'll have 25% of the running cost. We're, yeah. we're seeing massive change, and it's a wonderful space to be in. It's yeah. interesting because when you watch, you know, a program like Grand Designs or whatever, the mm. British are heavily into sustainable they building. Are. Yeah. And it can be the, as much as the building materials. People will say, I don't want to use concrete because it uses up too much energy to do. And they're sort of at a much further advanced stage. We wouldn't think that they would be because, uh, you know, it's, it's a different sort of society. But yeah. they're, they're going, we want to use less impact on the environment just actually in the building materials and also the designs that you see where people yeah. are saying, you know, it's to do with directions, it's to do with... Uh, the facing all, of the house, yeah, to get the sunlight, maximise all that. Yeah. So we're, we're sort of really just starting along that path. Well, th- look, those parts of the world in Northern Europe and so on have much less for vi- forgiving, more extreme climate, so they're yeah. built to a high standard. Yeah, of course. Uh, we're, we're sort of, we've got the she'll be right attitude with yeah. this forgiving climate, but it's now changing. We're getting more and more extremes, yeah, more extreme heat waves. Uh, so we're, we're, we're going to get caught short, uh, and, that, and that's why we really need to start stepping up. And as I've said, the sustainability and the economics are all in alignment now, so it's crazy to And also, you know, just talking about the pure economics too, yep. mm. of the prices of energy going up and up, um, we really have to do something about it. And if this is a different way of living, this is certainly the future for us. Yeah, and you ask where we're going, we can completely yeah. decouple ourselves from rising energy costs. We can live sustainably. We can drive cars on sunlight. Mm. All those things are now possible. So it's great. Very exciting. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us. It's been um, thought-provoking and interesting. I've really enjoyed it. I like the whole community aspect of this, eco-community, everybody sharing everything, everybody working towards sustainability and, and keep taking care of the earth. I think it's fantastic. We'll also have a link on our podcast, which will be up tomorrow at some stage, liveatthecape.com.au. I mean, you can check that out yourself on your phone or on your uh, PC or tablet, liveatthecape.com.au. But that will be with a hyperlink to the podcast tomorrow. Wonderful. Thanks again. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me. No, it's great having you. That's it from us at our house, David and Paul. We've run out of time so much. We have. And even having Russ here tonight wouldn't make it a longer hour. But, no. you know, anyway, Russ will be back next week. He will. What's coming up next on Joy coming 94.9? Up, it is Triple Bypass, Ruby and the team. Um, again, we want to thank Brendan for coming in and talking about his eco-community. I think it's fantastic. It is a great idea. We're going to end on a track. Way of the future. And what is the way of the future with our track? Angus and Julia Stone, Get Home. Good night. Good night.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.